Welcome to Drive Time Marketing. This is where we talk to marketers about what they're doing today to drive results. Drive Time Marketing is sponsored by M Partners. All the tools, resources, and flexibility of a big agency, all the attention and creativity of a boutique shop. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Drive Time Marketing, tips, tricks, and tools to bring your marketing to new and great destinations. I'm Julia Carcamo, and with me is my co-host, Amy Hudson. Hi, Amy. Hello, everybody. That, after that introduction, I'm not even sure what to say. That was fantastic. <laughs> well, I think you're going to like today's guest. Um, you know him as well. It's Trent Dang. He is the Senior Industry Specialist with Viz Explorer. Hi, Trent. Hello, hello. Hi, how are you? Good. So tell us a little yeah, about um, tell us a little bit, bit about Viz Explorer and, and what is a senior industry specialist? What do you do? Yeah, so Viz Explorer is a um, what we call operational intelligence company, um, and I work in the gaming division. And basically, I serve as an internal consultant to um, sales and product development in terms of what we should, uh, the products. We have three main products, a <clears throat> slot analysis product, a marketing analysis product, and a VIP or casino host management product. Basically, help sales out when I'm talking to clients. Hey, I've sat in your shoes. We go out uh, on the road and talk to um, uh, folks about the value of the product, talk to product development about uh, here's what the field is clamoring for, those sorts of things. And then most importantly, help existing customers maximize the use of the tool. So once they get the tool and it's installed, hey, we start running campaigns. Let's talk about uh, um, the direction you should go now that you have this uh, uh, F-16 of a, a tool at your disposal. And so we, we call it operational intelligence because um, we go past basic reporting. So there are a lot of tools out there that can deliver reports. Uh, and we certainly can do that as well. But the the real idea is, okay, how do we operationalize uh, all that information that you're getting? So and we have a couple of uh, techniques that allow you to do that, as well as a robust support team, including myself, that... Um, can help you maximize use of the tool, like I was mentioning. So my background is uh, fairly diverse. I started off uh, with Caesars or Harrah's at the time uh, in IT, just the uh, guy that comes around and fixes your uh, fixes your printer. Working my way up through the ranks of doing that into slots or as a slot analyst at the corporate office in Vegas and slots manager um, as well before moving into marketing, primarily marketing analysis after graduate school. Uh, focusing on the analytical side of things, kind of leveraging that IT and slot analysis background uh, into the marketing world at places like Iowa Capri, where I worked with you, Julia, as you remember, uh, and then uh, moving on to some other roles and then into general marketing, where I was the um, uh, marketing director at uh, uh, with Penn and Biloxi and uh, on the Strip at the Riviera. So kind of a at all the uh, departments report up to me at some at one point in time, and um, then uh, uh, we had uh, we we had Riviera uh, as a client. Uh, Viz Explorer did, and they asked me to join when Riviera uh, the sale of Riviera was announced. And I've been here ever since, so going on a little over a year now. I'm super happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So, so is that normal to have a, a vendor have an? A person who actually works in the industry? Uh, you know, it, 
I, I definitely see, you know, that out there, especially in our industry where, you know, you have a lot of vendors that were built by former operators. And so you have that, but we, I think we really take things, um, we think we really take things to the next level with our team, uh, what we call the customer success team. And so everybody on our team has <clears throat> uh, essentially had a uh, director, uh, VP level of experience. So lots and lots of years experience. Um, we have former spot directors, former marketing directors like myself, of course, former PD. Uh, one of my colleagues is vice president of PD in AC and in San Diego. Uh, we also have on staff, uh, anybody who kind of follows the trade magazines, uh, Dr. Ralph Thomas, who is um, used to be the VP of database and analytics for Seminole and at stations, but most importantly, is a PhD in math. Um, and so we we give that. So we have a very robust staff that really supports our product in that way, which I think differentiates us. And more importantly, all of that's included in the price of the of the uh, of the product. So I think there are other there are other department there are other companies out there that you know have you know, a robust kind of uh, consulting staff, but, you know, to access them, you're, you know, it's going to be on an hourly basis or something like that. And we, uh, we've really taken it to the next step where we really want to ensure that you're one, happy with the product and that you're maximizing the use of the tool. So we have all of these resources at your disposal that, uh, you know, that goes way beyond just, Hey, point and click here. So how to use the tool. And it goes way beyond to say, Okay, how do you really how do you re, how do you, how do you really maximize revenue using the tool? And let me let me show you how because I used to be, you know, I used to be the director of slots at so and so, or I used to be the director of marketing or vice president of marketing at other places. So we really take it to the next level, I believe. So you you mentioned um, a, a term operational intelligence, and as I recall, when I first came across Visit Explorer, and I guess this was about uh, three or four years ago, um, they were in the business of, well, business intelligence. So, so what, what's been this change to operational intelligence and what exactly is that? Yeah. You know, way, the way we differentiated is that we believe business intelligence is simply reporting. Like I mentioned, so, uh, there are a lot, a lot of companies and tools out there that can give you dashboards and they can give you canned reports and things like that. But what we do is we give you all of that. And then we also give you, uh, we have unique visualizations that sit on top of all of your, your data, uh, on top of all of those dashboards and all of that other stuff. We give you these, uh, unique visualizations that help you really, again, um, uh, really allow you to action upon all of that data very, very easily through the visualization. So between those visualizations, so one, easy access to your data. So we all know kind of our source systems in our industry are not user-friendly. And as we become more sophisticated as as operators, you know, we've had a need for more and more data. And it's been, there, there's been a big uh, problem, you know, with that. So we solved that problem by giving easy access to your data. Um, you know, the... Uh, and then on top of that, we we set these visualizations that's an, um, that allow you to really action upon the data very, very easily. And then, of course, you get us as a resource, you know, people with years and years of experience that can also, you know, go past helping you just simply, like I said, click here and click here to get this report out, but really can show you, hey, when I, work, when I worked in this particular market, you know, here's what I saw. You might want to think about doing this, 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 and this using the tool. And so really... Uh, Again, really uh, helping you 
uh, operationalize the data, not to be cliche, which is why we why we kind of adopted this operational intelligence uh, term instead of really calling ourselves a BI tool. So we go, I think we go one step beyond that. Why we why we try to leverage that operational intelligence uh, terminology. So you know, my background has been primarily brands and advertising. Um, and, and that's been a field that hasn't really relied on a lot of data or analytics. And, and Amy, you know, Amy and I have had conversations about hosts. Her background is in player development and the host and turning them into, you know, business owners and really understanding data. And, and that's one of the biggest skill gaps you see with marketers, truly, is that ability to take a deep dive into analytics and, and turn it into a story that then you can make decisions by. You know, most people either don't know how to dig in or when they dig in, they struggle to tell the story from, from the amount of data they've gathered. So, Get lost in the details. Right. Very lost in the details or lost in the weeds as we used to call it. But so how can they, how can they get, a, how can people who have not been traditional data marketers become data marketers in their fields? Okay, so you're exactly right. We see this all the time um, when we are talking to clients uh, or potential clients or existing clients, and this is a, a very, very common question. And to be frank, uh, a lot of the reasons why people buy our product because they know that they need to take things to the next level. They're in a market that's you know hyper competitive, and people are you know getting smarter and smarter and smarter. And how do I keep up with the Joneses? Um, you know, and I think you know the first thing is just to really kind of take a step back. And I think this is uh, something that's, you know, I think we're getting a lot better at. But, you know, even, you know, a couple of years ago, you, were, you still had just a lot of people, you know, let's say on the promotion side or on the advertising side, you know, those sorts of things. Or on the PDA, we talked about kind of like we were talking about typically folks that aren't super analytical. Uh, and, and, you know, they're just worried about pretty pictures, you know, hey, you know, is the shadowing on the postcard, you know, is it, a, is, that, is it better? Should I, should I adjust that here? Should I adjust that there? Or on a promotion side, hey, did everybody have a good time? Or how many people showed up? And that's your, that's your primary metric. And same thing with PD, you know, there's nothing give them up thousand dollars and free play every time they show up of course they're, they're of course they're happy but uh, you know as we kind of mentioned things have evolved uh, things are, are evolving for the i think i hope for the better and in and with these kind of disciplines that we're talking about i think the first thing just needs to be kind of take a step back in our mindset and just really understand that hey you know if we're an advertiser for example hey we don't work for an advertising agency you know so where our whole you know, business model is producing, you know, great creative, hey, you know, we're about getting people to the door um, and generating revenue for the casino. And I, and I, you know, battle, I have like, lots of battles, not with you, Julia, fortunately, but with other advertising folks where they, they, you know, they want, they want their direct mail piece to go into MoMA. And I'm just like, hey, you know, this doesn't need to be in MoMA. You just have to really understand that to get, to get this mail piece, to, to make the promotion effective, people have to have it, people have to have the direct mail piece in their hands by certain amount of time before, so they can make an actual decision to go to the property. 
or not. There has to be time to produce the mail piece. There has to be time for it to go through the mail. Then there has to be time for, obviously, for you to actually create the mail piece and those sorts of things. And, you know, I think, again, just taking this step back and understanding uh, if we if you use advertising as, as an example, hey, you know, what's our real, what's our main goal here? You know, and who's our real target audience here? Yeah, you know, so that really, really cool piece that costs Cosmo five bucks a piece or something like that, probably not as necessary in Greenville, Mississippi, you know, a, a market that I've, you know, done work in before. So, you know, but, you know, nevertheless, you get, you get a hold of agencies or you get a hold of advertising folks at the property that, you know, yeah, that's cool. And that's really neat. And I love doing pieces like that. But you just got to understand, you know, my grandmother who lives in Greenville only really wants to understand when the slot tournament is. Uh, really wants to understand how much the how much the you know prize amount is and how the promotion works, and then they need they need that messaging in enough time to be able to actually action on it. If you if it gets to the homes if it gets to homes, and I've seen this before, if it gets to homes after the promotion date, well, of course that is totally you know ineffective. Or even if it gets there a day or two before. Well, then that doesn't work either. You know, they have to have enough time. And then again, you have to think, you know, you know, work backwards in terms of when do I actually need to start producing the piece. So, you know, so if you kind of think about those two different mindsets that we've kind of been running, we've, we've evolved from this idea of, if you think about advertising, you know, we hate to beat up advertising folks, but this idea of, no, I just need to have, you know, re- the, the brand, right? The brand has to be perfect. And I get, I get the power of the brand. But at a certain point, we have to draw the line because if the mail piece doesn't get into their hands in enough time so that they can actually make a decision, well, then holistically, everybody loses because our promotion is going to fail and we're going to miss budget. And then I, as the marketing director, have to take action to try to recoup some of that missing budget money that or that month, those monies that we had budgeted for. So, again, just kind of taking a step back and understanding, okay, how is what I'm doing affecting revenue? And how can I most effectively uh, do my part to affect revenue? And so, again, if it's an advertising person, I have to, again, I have to really understand, hey, you know, if, you know, the direct mail piece, it's pretty, but, you know, that's always the test I use with my advertising folks. And I, if I get a copy of the, if I get a copy of the creative and I, I, I get, I let them look at it for, you know, I'll pull somebody in the office and I'll say, hey, look at this for five seconds. Tell me, tell me when it is and, you know, Tell me what you know about the uh, promotion after looking at this for five seconds. And if they can't tell me, then I'm like, hey, you need to go back to the drawing board. This is way too complicated and things are getting buried in the, buried in your creative. And that's not what we're all about. You know, we're not Nike. We're not Starbucks. We're not a, you know, kind of uh, company that really leverages brand. And there are a few casinos out there that do that, certainly. But, you know, again, you just have to really kind of understand who we are and uh, really take a step back and really understand how is what I'm doing affecting Profit, the profitability of the casino. And then, you know, if you want to take it kind of one step further, you know, if what I'm doing isn't profitable, profitable for the casino, well, then, you know, that's going to affect uh, a lot of things, you know, possibly my continued employment, those sorts of things. And I hate to put it in kind of those dire straits like that, but, you know, I think uh, a lot of people do lose focus in that, of that, you know, hey, if, you know, I, if, you know, hey, promotions person, if all of your, if every single one of your promotions loses money, I don't care how many people are in the ballroom, 
Well, then we, we have to really seriously start rethinking things. And I've been in situations like that as well. You know, kind of, I've been a little bit of a turnaround specialist in my uh, career. And you, you do, you still run into places where, hey, Trent, well, the, the line was out the door and we had to beef up ballet to, you know, keep up with the, the promotion. I said, yeah, but you, you lost money on the thing. You know, you hired two different bands and you had prime rib and you had lobster and all this stuff. And, you know, you, you lost money despite there being, thousand people in the ballroom and and that's one of those situations where we we lost sight of the fact of what we're here to what we're here to do um, as as operators you said several times take a step back and that that's a thing that visit explorer kind of allows you to do i mean it's a it's a bi function for you to look at what you've done whether that was yesterday or last week or last year, depending on, or last quarter even, depending on what your measurable, you know, time frame is for the event in question, whether it's a VIP event or a promotion or a piece of mail or whatever, um, so that you can better understand what you did that worked or better understand maybe what you can do that will make it work better next time. That's the whole point of operational intelligence is what I've picked up from what you've said. So do you believe that because you've got a lot of folks who literally have time in the trenches uh, and who have actually done these operations themselves, it, does that allow you to kind of anticipate your customers' needs but even before they ask? Sometimes you've got these folks who are excited because they've got a thousand people in the door and you can show them that it wasn't profitable and why it maybe wasn't just the prime rib it was the ADT they sent the mailer out to or the fact that the host team didn't support it properly to get your better people through the door that that's kind of yeah it's kind of what you do no, yeah, absolutely. So that part of that customer success piece is what we call uh, best practices. Uh, we have a best practices um, uh, process. So, you know, yeah, obviously we come on site and uh, we, we teach you how to log in and, you know, open reports and do all of that kind of stuff. But what will happen as soon as we leave, we let it marinate with you and you, you, you mess around in the system for a week or two. And then you'll get an industry specialist like myself, it depends on which product that you purchased and we start with weekly calls with uh, with whoever the super user is. And so if it's slots, for example, you'll get our uh, one of our slots experts on the phone weekly. And that just and we have a best practices um, uh, curriculum that goes along with slots. If you buy the, the, the slots piece that where we talk about, well, one, you know, hey, if you have certain business problems that you want to solve immediately, of course, we help you with that. But, you know, sure. in the in the absence of that, you know, we have a we have a whole curriculum that we so we start teaching you, hey, because we've been doing this for a long time and we obviously know the software very well. Here's the first couple of things that I think you should look at. And we do that. We Again, we start weekly with weekly calls and then that dovetails into, you know, every other week and then monthly and then normally about the six month mark or so we get to the point of, OK, you know, we got it. Uh, you know, uh, we'll call you if we need you, that sort of thing. And then past there, it normally starts into when they, when clients call, it starts into more of a strategy type of thing. Hey, I'm getting ready to blow up my slot floor. I just need another set of eyes on this. And, you, you know, uh, or what have you seen in other markets? Because you talk to, you know, virtually every market in the, in the U.S. Uh, or like uh, on the marketing side, what, 
uh, hey, you know, and I, and I run in this too when I was a marketing director. Okay, my promotions are a little stale. We do the same car promotions. We do the same drawings. We do the same uh, whatever. Merchandise kind of away, yeah, yeah, you know, and you just get to a point, you get to a point after a while, he's like, I'm looking for something different. And we, we serve as that resource as well where we can say, oh, yeah, so-and-so in Washington just ran this. And, you know, I walked through the analysis with them. And it seems really cool. And I didn't think of this. Maybe you should try it. You know, maybe I'll put you two into touch with each other or, you know, I'll just send you the rules or just tell you how it works. You can try it yourself. So, yeah, absolutely. We serve as that resource. And again, I think a huge benefit um, that you get with the with the software that you get kind of get our expertise and you get this curriculum, this best practices curriculum that comes with the, comes with the software. So I always just like to tell people. You know, hey, uh, when I'm talking to people about the product, we go way, you know, we're, we're definitely not, um, I know you've never driven a car before, but here are the keys. You just bought one. Here are the keys. And I hope you don't crash, uh, you know, your first day out. And, and if you do, and if you do crash, we're here, we're here to help you, but it'll cost you 150 an hour, you know, and I think we kind of all heard horror stories of things like that before. And we're absolutely, uh, because we've, because we've experienced that as operators before, you know, we're very cognizant of not trying to, trying to do that ourselves. So, um, do you get crazy questions from, from your clients? Do people call you up some point at some point in that first six months? Maybe they're comfortable in the product. They've solved the initial business problems that made them contact you in the first place. And, Something occurred to somebody at the property, some crazy question that they didn't think they could ever have answered. Yeah, all the time, because uh, I think because of the visualizations that we are able to uh, provide people that, uh, you know, it's here. There's just one nugget of data that we weren't we didn't realize had happened, you know, didn't realize it happened uh, uh, something had happened and we didn't realize because it was kind of one kind of perhaps kind of obscure data point or it was a little difficult or we didn't think about it in a different way and because we offer these visualizations then you know we are able to um you know show that to you very easily and so yeah so a couple of times you know oh they absolutely absolutely all the actually all the time so you know one example was uh one of the one of our clients we were showing them the data for the first time and they said, oh, well, what happened, you know, in this particular, this one particular visualization that we have, they were said, well, what happened on this particular date? And uh, it was, it, we, we looked at it and it was a really, really strong, really, really strong um, promotion. And we looked and, you know, because it's, it's, it's all heat mapped and that sort of thing, this particular date, what happened? Because it's super, super, super strong. And it's like, oh, well, that's Labor Day. It's like, okay, well, what did you guys do on Labor Day last year? We said, well, okay, well, last year we gave away three cars on Labor Day. And I said, okay, well, that's awesome because, look, you know, that day was really, really strong. It's kind of appropriate since Labor Day is coming up. I said, but, hey, well, look at this. Uh, since we now are able to look at things holistically using our visualizations, well, look at what happened two weeks before and two weeks after Labor Day. And those days were 100% dead, completely dead as compared to the years before, uh, the Labor Day prior. And so what are the implications? So we, the, the marketing director instantly said, well, I guess we probably came in too strong on that particular promotion because 
And, and I, I instantly knew the answer because I'm used to seeing, you know, these visualizations, but it's, it was very interesting. And th these are smart operators. So these weren't, you know, um, kind of, you know, not well seasoned operators. These are, these are, these, these folks were very seasoned operators and have been doing this for a while, but, you know, just kind of instantly it clicked to this uh, marketing director. When I, I went in too strong with the three cars and, you know, every, it's this whole idea of robbing Peter to pay Paul. And we always ask that question, um, or I do anyways, of my promotions people. Did this promotion actually create revenue or did it just push revenue from one day or to the other? And with our visualization, you know, it became very clear to this uh, particular marketing director that he came in too strong. Everybody saved their money the two weeks prior because they really were, they really wanted to, um, you know, go for these cars. Uh, and then they ran out of money uh, because they went too strong on Labor Day. And then the two weeks after, you know, they were recouping. So, so again, we go back to that uh, previous case study where we were talking about, hey, Trent, I had to, I had to, I had to call valet. It was so awesome and tell them to staff up because people were lined out the door. And so kind of then the pushback needs to be, okay, well, did all of that, uh, all of that um, stuff that you did, did it uh, on a holistic basis really make up for the fact that you killed your two weeks before and your two weeks after this promotion? And most likely not. Um, but, uh, but to your point, yeah, you know, with the, with, with the tools and kind of this idea of becoming a, a modern day marketer, we can really answer those kind of questions. And, you know, I've been asking that question this Rob Peter to pay Paul question for, you know, 10 years easily, but, uh, it's not easy to get to, it's not easy to get to. So even if we were uh, enlightened enough to ask the question 10 years ago, you would need a statistician, you know, on staff to be able to pull the data. And then, you know, it's probably going to take that person. It's going to take you a week or two to get the data out, which is to understand all the variables that you need, given all the variables that you need. And it's probably going to take that person. If that's all they're doing another week, week of your time. And well, uh, and then, well, you know, I'm, I have a business to run. I don't have time to deal, to deal with a statistician, but so now we can solve all those problems for you uh, using our tools uh, to answer those questions pretty simply. Hey, did this promotion work? Did I, or did I just simply rob Peter to pay Paul? And uh, so that was one of the, definitely one of the learnings that, uh, that we saw there um, since was after they got the tool for sure. Well, un so unfortunately, to your point. Unfortunately, it looks like we're getting close to the end of our, our podcast. So um, this is obviously a topic that could use more time. So Trent, I happily invite you to come back another day and uh, talk a little with us again. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a question, um, which we are trying to ask all of our guests. So as you look at marketers being more action oriented in the past. So in the past, I took my calendar and I said, well, I'm going to do a giveaway here, giveaway there. I'm going to, you know, do an event here, an event there. Um, and now they have to become more, I was going to say strategic, but I guess more intelligent marketers, right? What trick or tool would you recommend to them, to a marketer, to become more of an intelligent marketer? 
Yeah. So, yeah, one, I appreciate all your time and I didn't anticipate this to be super salesy. So, but I'm certain my, my, uh, bosses really appreciate that, uh, that opportunity, but that having, and I, so that having said, I'm super happy to come back and talk about this in more detail. And, and then three, the things that I always tell people are just really, just like I was mentioning before, really take a step back and really ask yourself, um, you know, is what I'm doing going to create creative revenue in a profitable way. So again, this, this idea of top line versus bottom line revenue, of course, if I gave away a Maserati a day, my top line would go crazy, but my bottom line would be affected. So how do I really take a step back and not to beat a dead horse that term, but how do I really ask myself, is everything that I'm doing really going to drive uh, profitable revenue? Um, and that, that can come from advertising. So when people come to you and ask you to buy a board uh, somewhere, hey, ask myself, is this the right board? Because it, do my, who, who sees this board? How many people see this board? And are those people uh, who are going to buy this board actually customers of ours? And are they good customers of ours? So instead of just saying, oh, yeah, this is a prime spot on the interstate. Okay, well, really ask yourself. And, you know, of course, this Explorer can help you do that. But, you know, really, so from an advertising perspective, okay, how many views am I getting? And based off how many views I'm getting and how many players that uh, I think would be able to see that at a certain ADT level at how much is it going to cost per month? And do I really think I'm going to see a return? And, you know, and the thing is, most vendors these days are really used to those questions. So really, are they becoming used to it? So really push back. On them. So I was just really at a, I was just earlier this week at a, um, a function uh, for a uh, continuity program provider, the, those folks that provide you the gift of the month um, items. And one of the reasons that they wanted me to speak at their conference was because they're increasingly getting the question, uh, hey, if I do your pot and pan giveaway, you know, you get one, one, you know, one per week for the, and you come all month, you get the entire set. I'm increasingly getting these questions of, is this really making me money? And so these guys are really keen to that because so many people are really asking them that, uh, those questions. So again, push back on your vendors and just really take a, just really, just really look at what you're doing and really saying, Hey, am I doing this for the, is this, is this really driving profit or is this really just driving fluff or, uh, you know, uh, ineffective top line, you know, unprofitable top line. And so just that needs to be your mindset. I used to have a boss uh, who used to say, don't do anything unless you can measure it. You know, that's, that's a little difficult in, in what we do, but I think if you just take that, if you just take that, uh, if you just take that mantra and maybe you can't really apply it, you know, to absolutely everything, but if you just kind of take that mantra and just say, okay, how am I going to make money if I do this? then I think you'll really kind of um, you can re be really dynamic in how you're really operating your business. Hmm. Well, thank you, Trent. And thank you listeners for tuning in. We'll have links to Trent and Biz Explorer in our show notes at www.jcarcamoassociates.com slash drive time dash marketing. Thanks for joining us on drive time marketing to leave us a review. Visit our website at jcarcamoassociates.com slash drive time dash marketing dash podcasts. Drive Time Marketing is sponsored by M Partners, practicing the science of why. Why walking through your doors is completely different than walking through your competitor's door. Find out more about M Partners at mpartners.com. 
Until next time, keep driving with great marketing.